may of the diary of samuel peep sixteen sixty two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by nicole lee the diary of samuel peep sixteen sixty two by samuel peeps may sixteen sixty two may first sir g carteret sir w pen and myself with our clerks set out this morning from portsmouth very early and got by noon to petersfield several officers of the yard accompanying us so far here we dine and were merry at dinner comes my lord carlingford from london going to portsmouth tells us that the duchess of york is brought to bed of a girl at which i find nobody pleased and that prince rupert and the duke of buckingham are sworn of the privy council he himself made a dish with eggs of the butter of the asparagus which is very fine meat which i will practise hereafter to horse again after dinner and got to guildford where after supper i to bed having this day been offended by sir w pen's foolish talk and i offending him with my answers among others he in discourse complaining of want of confidence did ask me to lend him a grain or two which i told him i thought he was better stored with than myself before sir george so that i say i must keep a greater distance than i have done and i hope i may do it because of the interest which i am making with sir george to bed all alone and my will in the truckle-bed second early to coach again and to kingston where we baited a little and presently to coach again and got early to london and i found all well at home and mr hunt and his wife had dined with my wife to-day and been very kind to my wife in my absence after i had washed myself it having been the hottest day that has been this year i took them all by coach to mrs hunt's and i to dr clark's lady and gave her her letter and token she is a very fine woman and what with her person and the number of fine ladies that were with her i was much out of countenance and could hardly carry myself like a man among them but however i stayed till my courage was up again and talked to them and viewed her house which is most pleasant and so drank and good-night and so to my lord's lodgings where by chance i spied my lady's coach and found her and my lady right there and so i spoke to them and they being gone went to mr hunt's for my wife and so home and to bed third sir w pen and i by coach to st james's and there to the duke's chamber who had been a-hunting this morning and is come back again thence to westminster where i met mr moore and heard that mr watkins is suddenly dead since my going to dinner to my lady sandwich and sir thomas crew's children coming thither i took them and all my ladies to the tower and showed them the lions and all that was to be shown and so took them to my house and there made much of them and so saw them back to my ladies sir thomas crew's children being as pretty and the best behaved that ever i saw of their age thence at the goldsmiths took my picture in little which is now done home with me and pleases me exceedingly and my wife so to supper and to bed it being exceeding hot fourth lord's day lay long talking with my wife then mr holliard came to me and let me blood about sixteen ounces i being exceedingly full of blood and very good i began to be sick but lying upon my back i was presently well again and did give him five shillings for his pains and so we parted and i to my chamber to write down my journal from the beginning of my late journey to this house dined well and after dinner my arm tied up with a black ribbon i walked with my wife to my brother tom's our boy waiting on us with his sword which this day he begins to wear to outdo sir w pen's boy who this day and sir w batten's too begin to wear new livery but i do take mine to be the neatest of them all i led my wife to mrs turner's pew and the church being full it being to hear a doctor who is to preach a probation sermon i went out to the temple and there walked and so when church was done went to mrs turner's and after a stay there my wife and i walked to gray's inn to observe fashions of the ladies because of my wife's making some clothes thence homewards and called in at antony joyce's where we found his wife brought home sick from church and was in a convulsion fit so home and to sir w pen's and there supped and so to prayers at home and to bed fifth my arm not being well i stayed within all the morning and dined alone at home my wife being gone out to buy some things for herself and a gown for me to dress myself in 
and so all the afternoon looking over my papers, and at night walked upon the leads, and so to bed. Sixth. This morning I got my seat set upon the leads, which pleases me well, so to the office and thence to the change, but could not meet with my uncle White, so home to dinner, and then out again to several places, to pay money, and to understand my debts, and so home, and walked with my wife on the leads, and so to supper and to bed. I find it a hard matter to settle to business after so much leisure and pleasure. Seventh. Walk to Westminster, where I understand the news that Mr. Montague is this last night come to the King with news, that he left the Queen and fleet in the Bay of Biscay, coming this wayward, and that he believes she is now at the Isle of Scilly. So at noon to my Lord Crewe's, and there dine, and after dinner Sir Thomas Crewe and I talked together, and among other instances of the simple light discourse that sometimes is in the Parliament House, he told me how in the late business of chimney-money, when all occupiers were to pay, it was questioned whether women were under that name to pay, and somebody rose and said that they were not occupiers, but occupied thence to paul's churchyard where seeing my lady sandwich and carteret and my wife who this day made a visit the first time to my lady carteret come by coach and going to hyde park i was resolved to follow them and so went to mrs turner's and thence found her out at the theatre where i saw the last act of the night of the burning pestle which pleased me not at all and so after the play done she and thea turner and mrs lucin and i in her coach to the park and there found them out and spoke to them and observed many fine ladies and stayed till all were gone almost and so to mrs turner's and there supped and so walked home and by and by comes my wife home brought by my lady carteret to the gate and so to bed eighth at the office all the morning doing business alone and then to the wardrobe where my lady going out with the children to dinner i stayed not but returned home and was overtaken in st paul's churchyard by sir g carteret and his coach and so he carried me to the exchange where i stayed a while he told me that the queen and the fleet were in mount's bay on monday last and that the queen endures her sickness pretty well he also told me how sir john lawson hath done some execution upon the turks in the strait of which i am glad and told the news the first on the exchange and was much followed by merchants to tell it so home and to dinner and by and by to the office and after the rest gone my lady albemarle being this day at dinner at sir w batten's sir g carteret comes and he and i walked in the garden and among other discourse tells me that it is mr coventry that is to come to us as a commissioner of the navy at which he is much vexed and cries out upon sir w pen and threatens him highly and looking upon his lodgings which are now enlarging he in passion cried guarda mi spada for by god i may chance to keep him in ireland when he is there for sir w pen is going thither with my lord lieutenant but it is my design to keep much in with sir george and i think i have begun very well towards it so to the office and was there late doing business and so with my head full of business i to bed ninth up into my office and so to dinner at home and then to several places to pay my debts and then to westminster to dr castle who discoursed with me about privy seal business which i do not much mind it being little worth but by watkins late sudden death we are like to lose money thence to mr de Cretz, and there saw some good pieces that he hath copied of the king's pieces some of raphael and michelangelo and i have borrowed an elizabeth of his copying to hang up in my house and sent it home by will thence with mr salisbury who i met there into covent garden to an alehouse to see a picture that hangs there which is offered for twenty shillings and i offered fourteen but it is worth much more money but did not buy it i having no mind to break my oath thence to see an italian puppet play that is within the rail sir which is very pretty the best that ever i saw and great resort of gallants so to the temple and by water home and so walk upon the leads and in the dark there played upon my flageolet it being a fine still evening and so to supper and to bed this day i paid godfrey's debt of forty and odd pounds the duke of york went last night to portsmouth so that i believe the queen is near tenth by myself at the office all the morning drawing up instructions for portsmouth yard in those things wherein we at our late being there did think fit to reform and got them signed this morning to send away to-night the duke being now there 
At noon to the wardrobe, there dined. My lady told me how my lady Castlemaine do speak of going to lie in at Hampton Court, which she and all our ladies are much troubled at, because of the king's being forced to show her countenance in the sight of the queen when she comes. Back to the office, and there all afternoon, and in the evening comes Sir G. Carteret, and he and I did hire a ship for Tangier, and other things together, and I find that he do single me out to join with me apart from the rest, which I am much glad of. So home, and after being trimmed, to bed. 11th, Lord's Day. To our church in the morning, where, our minister being out of town, a dull flat presbyter preached. Dined at home, and my wife's brother with us, we having a good dish of stewed beef of Jane's own dressing, which was well done, and a piece of sturgeon of a barrel sent me by Captain Cock. In the afternoon to Whitehall, and there walked an hour or two in the park, where I saw the king now out of mourning, in a suit laced with gold and silver, which it was said was out of fashion, and thence to the wardrobe, and there consulted with the ladies about our going to Hampton Court to-morrow, and thence home, and after settled business there, my wife and I to the wardrobe, and there we lay all night in Captain Ferrer's chambers, but the bed so soft that I could not sleep that hot night. Twelfth. Mr. Townsend called us up by four o'clock, and by five the three ladies, my wife and I, and Mr. Townsend, his son and daughter, were got to the barge and set out. We walked from Mortlake to Richmond, and so to boat again, and from Teddington to Hampton Court, Mr. Townsend and I walked again, and then met the ladies, and were showed the whole house by Mr. Marriott, which is indeed nobly furnished, particularly the Queen's bed, given her by the States of Holland, a looking-glass sent by the Queen Mother from France, hanging in the Queen's chamber, and many brave pictures. So to Mr. Marriott's, and there we rested ourselves and drank, and so to barge again, and there we had good victuals and wine, and were very merry, and got home about eight at night very well. So my wife and I took leave of my ladies, and home by a hackney-coach, the easiest that have I met with, and so to bed. Fourteenth. All the morning at Westminster, and elsewhere about business, and dined at the wardrobe, and after dinner sat talking an hour or two alone with my lady. She is afeard that my lady Castlemaine will keep still with the king, and I am afeard she will not, for I love her well thence to my brother's and finding him in a lie about the lining of my new morning gown saying that it was the same with the outside i was very angry with him and parted so so home after an hour's stay at paul's churchyard and there came mr morlock of chatham and brought me a stately cake and i perceive he has done the same to the rest of which i was glad so to bed fifteenth to westminster and at the privy seal i saw mr coventry's seal for his being commissioner with us at which i know not yet whether to be glad or otherwise so doing several things by the way i walked home and after dinner to the office all the afternoon at night all the bells of the town rung and bonfires made for the joy of the queen's arrival who came and landed at portsmouth last night but i do not see much thorough joy but only an indifferent one in the hearts of people who are much discontented at the pride and luxury of the court and running in debt sixteenth up early mr hayt and i to the office and there i made an end of my book of contracts which i have been making an abstract of dined at home and spent most of the day at the office at night to supper and bed seventeenth upon a letter this morning from mr moore i went to my cousin turner's chamber and there put him drawing a replication to tom trice's answer speedily so to whitehall and there met mr moore and i walked long in westminster hall and thence with him to the wardrobe to dinner where dined mrs sanderson the mother of the maids and after dinner my lady and she and i on foot to paternoster row to buy a petticoat against the queen's coming for my lady of plain satin and other things and being come back again we there met mr nathaniel crew at the wardrobe with a young gentleman a friend and fellow-student of his and of a good family mr knightley and known to the crews of whom my lady privately told me she has some thoughts of a match for my lady jemima i like the person very well and he hath two thousand pounds per annum thence to the office and there we sat and thence after writing letters to all my friends with my lord at portsmouth i walked to my brother tom's to see a velvet cloak which i buy of mr moore it will cost me eight pounds ten shillings he bought it for six pounds ten shillings but it is worth my money so home and find all things made clean against to-morrow which pleases me well so to bed eighteenth whitsunday by water to whitehall 
and there to chapel in my pew belonging to me as clerk of the privy seal and there i heard a most excellent sermon of dr hackett bishop of lichfield and coventry upon these words he that drinketh this water shall never thirst we had an excellent anthem sung by captain cook and another and brave music and then the king came down and offered and took the sacrament upon his knees a sight very well worth seeing hence with sir g carteret to his lodging to dinner with his lady and one mr brevin a french divine we were very merry and good discourse and i had much talk with my lady after dinner and so to chapel again and there had another good anthem of captain cook's thence to the council chamber where the king and council sat till almost eleven o'clock at night and i forced to walk up and down the galleries till that time of night they were reading all the bills over that are to pass to-morrow at the house before the king's going out of town and proroguing the house at last the council risen and sir g carteret telling me what the council hath ordered about the ships designed to carry horse from ireland to portugal which is now altered i got a coach and so home sending the boat away without me at home i found my wife discontented at my being abroad but i pleased her she was in her new suit of black sarsnet and yellow petticoat very pretty so to bed nineteenth long in bed sometimes scolding with my wife and then pleased again and at last up and put on my riding-cloth suit and a camelot coat new which pleases me well enough to the temple about my replication and so to my brother tom's and there hear that my father will be in town this week so home the shops being but some shut and some open i hear that the house of commons do think much that they should be forced to huddle over business this morning against the afternoon for the king to pass the acts that he may go out of town but he i hear since was forced to stay till almost nine o'clock at night before he could have done and then he prorogued them and so to guildford and lay there home and mr hunt dined with me and were merry after dinner sir w pen and his daughter and i and my wife by coach to the theatre and there in a box saw the little thief well done thence to moorfields and walked and eat some cheesecake and gammon of bacon but when i was come home i was sick forced to vomit it up again so my wife walking and singing upon the leads till very late it being pleasant and moonshine and so to bed twentieth sir w pen and i did a little business at the office and so home again then comes dean fuller after we had dined but i got something for him and very merry we were for an hour or two and i am most pleased with his company and goodness at last parted and my wife and i by coach to the opera and there saw the second part of the siege of rhodes but it is not so well done as when roxalana was there who it is said is now owned by my lord of oxford thence to tower wharf and there took boat and we all walked to halfway house and there eat and drank and were pleasant and so finally home again in the evening and so good night this being a very pleasant life that we now lead and have long done the lord be blessed and make us thankful but though i am much against too much spending yet i do think it best to enjoy some degree of pleasure now that we have health money and opportunity rather than to leave pleasures to old age or poverty when we cannot have them so properly twenty first my wife and i by water to westminster and after she had seen her father of whom lately i have heard nothing at all what he does or her mother she comes to me to my lord's lodgings where she and i stayed walking in whitehall garden and in the privy garden saw the finest smocks and linen petticoats of my lady castlemaine's laced with rich lace at the bottom that ever i saw and did me good to look upon them so to wilkinson's she and i and sarah to dinner where i had a good quarter of lamb and a salad here sarah told me how the king dined at my lady castlemaine's and supped every day and night the last week and that the night that the bonfires were made for joy of the queen's arrival the king was there but there was no fire at her door though at all the rest of the doors almost in the street which was much observed and that the king and she did send for a pair of scales and weighed one another and she being with child was said to be heaviest but she is now a most disconsolate creature and comes not out of doors since the king's going but we went to the theatre to the french dancing-master and there with much pleasure gazed upon her lady castlemaine but it troubles us to see her look dejectedly and slighted by people already the play pleased us very well but lacy's part the dancing-master the best in the world 
Thence to my brother Tom's, in expectation to have met my father to-night come out of the country, but he is not yet come, but here we found my uncle Fenner and his old wife, whom I had not seen since the wedding dinner, nor care to see her. They being gone, my wife and I went, and saw Mrs. Turner, whom we found not well, and her two boys, Charles and Will, come out of the country, grown very plain boys after three years being under their father's care in Yorkshire. Thence to Tom's again, and there supped well. My she-cousin Scott being there, and my father being not come, we walked home and to bed. 22nd. This morning comes an order from the Secretary of State, Nicholas, for me to let one Mr. Lee, a counsellor, to view what papers I have relating to passages of the late times, wherein Sir H. Vane's hand is employed, in order to the drawing up his charge, which I did, and at noon he, with Sir W. Penn and his daughter, dined with me, and he to his work again, and we by coach to the theatre, and saw Love in a maze. The play hath little in it, but Lacey's part of a country fellow, which he did to admiration. So home and supped with Sir W. Penn, where Sir W. Batten and Captain Cock came to us, to whom I have lately been a great stranger. This night we had each of us a letter from Captain Teddyman from the Straits, of a piece made upon a good terms, by Sir J. Lawson, with the Argier men, which is most excellent news. He hath also sent each of us some anchovies, olives, and muscat, but I know not yet what that is, and I am ashamed to ask. After supper home, and to bed, resolving to make up this week in seeing plays and pleasure, and so fall to business next week again for a great while. 23rd. At the office, good part of the morning, and then about noon with my wife on foot to the wardrobe. My wife went up to the dining-room to my lady Paulina, and I stayed below, talking with Mr. Moore in the barley, reading of the King's and Chancellor's late speeches, at the proroguing of the Houses of Parliament. And while I was reading, news was brought me that my Lord Sandwich is come, and gone up to my lady, which put me into great suspense of joy. So I went up, waiting my Lord's coming out of my lady's chamber, which by and by he did, and looks very well, and my soul is glad to see him. He very merry and hath left the king and queen at Portsmouth, and is come up to stay here till next Wednesday, and then to meet the king and queen at Hampton Court. So to dinner, Mr. Brown, clerk of the House of Lords, and his wife and brother there also, and my lord mighty merry, among other things, saying that the queen is a very agreeable lady, and paints still. After dinner I showed him my letter from Teddyman about the news from Argier, which pleases him exceedingly, and he writ one to the Duke of York about it, and sent it express. There coming much company after dinner to my lord, my wife and I slunk away to the opera, where we saw wit and a constable, the first time that it is acted. But so silly a play I never saw, I think, in my life. After it was done, my wife and I to the puppet-play in Covent Garden, which I saw the other day, and indeed it is very pleasant. Here among the fiddlers I first saw a dulcimer, played on with sticks knocking of the strings, and is very pretty. So by water home, and supped with Sir William Penn very merry, and so to bed. 24th. To the wardrobe, and there again spoke with my lord, and saw W. Howe, who is grown a very pretty, and is a sober fellow. Thence abroad with Mr. Creed, of whom I inform myself of all I had a mind to know, among other things, the great difficulty my lord hath been in all this summer, for lack of good and full orders from the king, and I doubt our lords of the council do not mind things as the late powers did, but their pleasures or profit more, that the juego de toros is a simple sport, yet the greatest in Spain, that the queen hath given no rewards to any of the captains or officers, but only to my lord Sandwich, and that was a bag of gold, which was no honourable present, of about fourteen hundred pounds sterling. How recluse the queen hath ever been, and all the voyage never come upon the deck, nor put her head out of her cabin, but did love my lord's music, and would send for it down to the state-room, and she sit in her cabin within hearing of it, that my lord was forced to have some clashing with the council of Portugal about payment of the portion before he could get it, which was, besides Tangier and a free trade in the Indies, two millions of crowns, half now, and the other half in twelve months, but they have brought but little money, but the rest in sugars and other commodities, and bills of exchange, that the king of Portugal is a very fool almost, and his mother do all, and he is a very poor prince. After a morning draught at the star and Cheapside, 
I took him to the exchange, thence home, but my wife having dined, I took him to Fish Street, and there we had a couple of lobsters, and dined upon them, and much discourse. And so I to the office, and that being done, Sir W. Penn and I to Deptford by water to Captain Ruth's to see him, he being very sick, and by land home, calling at Halfway House, where we eat and drank. So home and to bed. 25th, Lord's Day. To trimming myself, which I have this week done every morning, with a pumice-stone, which I learnt of Mr. Marsh when I was last at Portsmouth, and I find it very easy, speedy, and cleanly, and shall continue the practice of it. To church, and heard a good sermon of Mr. Woodcock's at our church, only in his latter prayer for a woman in childbed, he prayed that God would deliver her from the hereditary curse of childbearing, which seemed a pretty strange expression. Dine at home, and Mr. Creed with me. This day I had the first dish of peas I have had this year. After discourse, he and I abroad, and walked up and down, and looked into many churches, among others Mr. Baxter's at Blackfriars, then to the wardrobe, where I found my lord takes physic, so I did not see him, but with Captain Ferris in Mr. George Montague's coach to Charing Cross, and there at the Triumph Tavern he showed me some Portugal ladies, which are come to town before the Queen. They are not handsome, and their farthingales a strange dress. Many ladies and persons of quality come to see them. I find nothing in them that is pleasing, and I see they have learnt to kiss and look freely up and down already, and I do believe will soon forget the recluse practice of their own country. They complain much for lack of good water to drink. So to the wardrobe back on foot, and supped with my lady, and so home, and after walk upon the leads with my wife, to prayers and bed. The king's guards and some city companies do walk up and down the town these five or six days, which makes me think, and they do say there are some plots in laying. God keep us. 26th. Up by four o'clock in the morning, and fell to the preparing of some accounts for my lord of Sandwich. By and by, by appointment comes Mr. Moore, and by what appears to us at present, we found that my lord is above seven thousand pounds in debt, and that he hath money coming into him that will clear all, and so we think him clear, but very little money in his purse. So to my lord's, and after he was ready, we spent an hour with him, giving him an account thereof, and he having some six thousand pounds in his hands, remaining of the king's, he is resolved to make use of that, and get off of it as well as he can, which I like well of, for else I fear he will scarce get beforehand again a great while. Thence home and to the Trinity House, where the brethren, who have been at Deptford choosing a new master, which is Sir J. Minnes, notwithstanding Sir W. Batten did contend highly for it, at which I am not a little pleased, because of his proud lady. About three o'clock came hither, and so to dinner. I seated myself close by Mr. Prynne, who, in discourse with me, fell upon what records he hath of the lust and wicked lives of the nuns heretofore in England, and showed me out of his pocket one wherein thirty nuns, for their lust, were rejected of their house, being not fit to live there, and by the Pope's command to be put, however, into other nunneries. I could not stay to end dinner with them, but rose, and privately went out, and by water to my brother's, and thence to take my wife to the Red Bull, where we saw Dr. Faustus, but so wretchedly and poorly done that we were sick of it, and the worse because by a former resolution it is to be the last play we are to see till Michaelmas. Thence homewards by coach, through Moorfields, where we stood a while, and saw the wrestling. At home got my lute upon the leads, and there played, and so to bed. 27th. To my lord this morning, and thence to my brother's, where I found my father, poor man, come, which I was glad to see. I stayed with him till noon, and then he went to my cousin Scott's to dinner, who had invited him. He tells me his alterations of the house and garden at Brampton, which pleases me well. I could not go with him, and so we parted at Ludgate, and I home to dinner, and to the office all the afternoon, and music in my chamber alone at night, and so to bed. 28th. Up early to put things in order in my chamber, and then to my lord's, with whom I spoke about several things, and so up and down in several places about business with Mr. Creed, among others to Mr. Wattons, the shoemaker, and there drank our morning draught, and then home about noon, and by and by comes my father by appointment to dine with me, which we did very merrily, I desiring to make him as merry as I can, while the poor man is in town. After dinner comes my uncle White, and sat a while and talked with us, and thence we three to the mum-house at Leadenhall, and there sat a while. 
Then I left them, and to the wardrobe, where I found my lord gone to Hampton Court. Here I stayed all the afternoon till late with Creed and Captain Ferris, thinking whether we should go to-morrow together to Hampton Court. But Ferris's wife coming in by and by to the house with the young ladies, with whom she had been abroad, she was unwilling to go, whereupon I was willing to put off our going, and so home, but still my mind was hankering after our going to-morrow. So to bed. Twenty-nine. At home all the morning, at noon to the wardrobe, and dined with my lady, and after dinner stayed long talking with her. Then homeward, and in Lombard Street was called out of a window by Alderman Backwell, where I went, and saluted his lady, a very pretty woman. Here was Mr. Creed, and it seems to have been under some disorder, in fear of a fire at the next door, and had been removing their goods, but the fire was over before I came. Thence home, and with my wife and the two maids, and the boy, took boat, and to Foxhall, where I had not been a great while, to the old spring garden, and there walked long, and the winches gathered pinks. Here we stayed, and seeing that we could not have anything to eat but very dear, and with long stay, we went forth again without any notice taken of us, and so we might have done if we had had anything. Thence to the new one, where I never was before, which much exceeds the other, and here we also walked, and the boy crept through the hedge, and gathered abundance of roses, and after a long walk passed out of doors as we did in the other place, and here we had cakes and powdered beef, and ale, and so home again by water, with much pleasure. This day, being the King's birthday, was very solemnly observed, and the more for that the Queen this day comes to Hampton Court. In the evening bonfires were made, but nothing to the great number that was heretofore at the burning of the rump. So to bed. Thirtieth. This morning I made up my accounts, and find myself declaro worth about five hundred and thirty pounds, and no more, so little have I increased it since my last reckoning, but I confess I have laid out much money in clothes. Upon a sudden motion I took my wife and Sarah and Will by water, with some victuals with us, as low as Gravesend, intending to have gone into the hope to the Royal James, to have seen the ship and Mr. Shepley. But meeting Mr. Shepley in a hoy, bringing up my lord's things, she and I went on board, and sailed up with them, as far as halfway tree, very glad to see Mr. Shepley. Here we saw a little Turk and a Negro, which I intended for pages to the two young ladies. Many birds and other pretty novelties there was, but I was afeard of being lousy, and so took boat again, and got to London before them, all the way, coming and going, reading in the wallflower with great pleasure. So home, and thence to the wardrobe, where Mr. Shepley was come with the things. Here I stayed talking with my lady, who is preparing to go to-morrow to Hampton Court. So home, and at ten o'clock at night, Mr. Shepley came to sup with me. So we had a dish of mackerel and peas, and so he bid us good-night, going to lie on board the hoy, and I to bed. Thirty-first, lay long in bed, and so up, to make up my journal for these two or three days past. Then came Anthony Joyce, who duns me for money for the tallow, which he served in lately by my desire, which vexes me, but I must get at him the next by my promise. By and by to Whitehall, hearing that Sir G. Cartwright was come to town, but I could not find him, and so back to Tom's, and thence I took my father to my house, and there he dined with me, discoursing of our businesses with Uncle Thomas and T. Trice. After dinner he departed, and I to the office where we met, and that being done I walked to my brother's, and the wardrobe, and other places about business, and so home, and had Sarah to comb my head clean, which I found so foul with powdering and other troubles, that I am resolved to try how I can keep my head dry without powder, and I did also in a sudden fit cut off all my beard, which I had been a great while bringing up, only that I may with my pumice-stone do my whole face, as I now do my chin, and to save time, which I find a very easy way, and gentile. So she also washed my feet in a bath of herbs, and so to bed. This month ends with very fair weather for a great while together. My health pretty well, but only wind do now and then torment me extremely. The Queen is brought a few days since to Captain Court, and all people say of her to be a very fine and handsome lady, and very discreet and that the king is pleased enough with her which i fear will put madame castlemaine's nose out of joint the court is wholly now at hampton a peace with argier is lately made which is also good news my father is lately come to town to see us and though it has cost and will cost more money yet i am pleased with the alterations on my house at brampton 
my lord sandwich is lately come with the queen from sea very well and in good repute upon an audit of my estate i find myself worth about five hundred and thirty pounds declaro the act for uniformity is lately printed which it is thought will make mad work among the presbyterian ministers people of all sides are very much discontented some thinking themselves used contrary to promise too hardly and the other that they are not rewarded so much as they expected by the king god keep us all i have by a late oath obliged myself from wine and plays of which i find good effect End of May.